Welcome back, folks. It is Locked On NFL Draft, part of the Locked On Draft Network. We are going to get into how we evaluate what we've missed, where we're going, and then we're going to look at the biggest games coming this weekend with Rob Rang, our pal and now expert on dragging us through how we get better at doing this job. Welcome to Locked On NFL Draft. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Locked On NFL Draft. I'm your host, former NFL and NFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. And of course, I am joined by Ryan Tracy of Locked On NFL Chiefs and Rob Rand. Rob, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys, as always. Can't wait to be uh, breaking down this week's big games and rising NFL prospects. Yeah, so you you are working on another article right now, and I think we're going to continue to make this a thing where we talk about what is Rob working on. So you talked about some, you know, we, we teed it up, and, and you're really coming off of same thing we kind of did yesterday, talking about the receiver class from the 2019 draft. But you have some misses and some things that you missed on that you want to talk about as well. Yeah, so next article that I'm going to have at foxsports.com is going to be an article where I kind of do the exact opposite of what most NFL draft analysts do. You know, we, we're we kind of a funny bunch. We, we like to pat ourselves on the back like, oh, I had a first round grade on this player that wound up going in the third round and now he's a pro bowler. I just deserve all this credit, <laughs> you know, and that kind of thing. And you know, I, I have been fortunate to, to work in this business for a long time, including with the, oop, I guess it's over on this side, the, the Lindy's NFL draft magazines and things like that. And, and lots of different companies, uh, NFLDraftScout.com, CBS, USA Today, and now again, Fox Sports. And very, very proud of all of that. Um, and I do have plenty of, of success stories, but like every other scout out there, I have some misses as well. And uh, and I just, again, I, I want to try to just fess up, basically, and just acknowledge that, hey, there there have been times where I've misevaluated a player, and it's all the credit goes to the player, to the coaches that help them become superstars in the NFL. And where I would lead off was is with the, the again, superstar quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott. Uh, you know, it's funny when I was evaluating him for Mississippi State, I, I thought this was a second or third round player. And then I went down to the senior bowl. And, and gentlemen, that's one of the things that in, in the last 20 years, I've gone to all the senior bowls until this past year with the pandemic. And I, I really believe what I see with my own eyes on that field, Lab People Stadium in Mobile, Alabama. And if, if a player has a poor performance there, they absolutely drop in my board because I, I don't have to worry about the, the TV copy or any of that kind of stuff. It's just, what am I, you know, this is, you get that apple to apples comparison. And Dak Prescott had a couple of days there where I thought he really struggled. And, and that, to me, that suggested that, that he was very much a function of the Bulldogs offense at that point. And I just really questioned whether he was going to be able to make that jump to the NFL. Obviously NFL teams did as well. He wound up going in the fourth round, but Guys, I don't know that there's a quarterback playing any better right now in the NFL than Dak Prescott is. Considering he's coming off of the injury as well, that just to me is, is that much more remarkable. And so he's he's just one of the players. That there's several others out there uh, that, that we're going to be talking about. But uh, Dak Prescott certainly is the captain of my missed team. <laughs> I like so, that. 
what what about his game did you do you feel like you he you missed on from your analysis on film to what you saw in person? Accuracy. Uh, I mean, I, I saw him airmail some, some passes in practice, and of course, at the Senior Bowl, um, you know, he's going, he's throwing to get to receivers that he's not thrown to in the past. So I, you you kind of know that going in. There, there's going to be some times where they're just off of each other. You know, the the, the ball placement's not going to be ideal, but if they kind of what I call zip code accuracy, if it's even close, then you're still kind of giving them the, the benefit of the doubt, especially if what you see on tape shows that they're an accurate passer but there were some passes that that were five yards above the receiver's head going towards the sidelines i mean i I had some real concern for um some of the southern bells that they sometimes have parading around the field at the senior bowl i mean they they kind of play that cheerleader role some of the scouts and coaches and agents who are walking around there uh that, that they might get hit by a by a, a, a you know an inaccurate <laughs> pass from Dak Prescott, so it it was good to see uh, his accuracy improve, um, and it certainly looked more like what you saw on on tape. But I definitely did not anticipate that he would become one of the NFL's best. And again, all credit goes to him, uh, as well as some of the other players that that I would be kind of highlighting. And I'll just mention one player that that's here in my own backyard. As a lot of our listeners may realize, I I'm one of the co-hosts for the Locked On Seahawks uh, podcast, and. I, I, you know, I've made mistakes with, with Seattle's draft picks as well. One of them being Tyler Lockett. When, when he came out of Kansas State, uh, you know, I just saw a guy who was 5'10", 180 pounds. And while he ran a, a electric time, low four threes, I also thought that a stiff breeze would knock him down. And just knowing the NFC West being, you know, certainly one of the most physical, uh, you know, con- or divisions in all of the NFL, I, I thought that, that that he was basically going to be knocked into next week and, and not be able to be a durable player for the, the Seahawks. And he's turned into be the exact opposite. He's only missed one game in his entire NFL career due to injury. And that's remarkable for a player, especially of his size. And, and what a terrific, savvy player that he has become. So, again, uh, there, there's a bunch of different players we can be highlighting here. I've made plenty of mistakes, and those being two of the NFL's biggest stars that, again, I had lower mid-round grades on, and now I certainly wish I had given them the first-round grades that their play uh, suggests that they should have had. I think both those guys represented me because I had some similar misgivings as well, especially playing through contact for, for Lockett, trying to get into his, his point where he can break away and actually make that route effective. That was a concern of mine. Same thing with Dak. Like I think credit both to them personally, but to the staffs as well. I think those guys both highlight the possibility of what you see, whether it's on film or at the senior bowl, it's not necessarily what the finished product is going to be. This is about development. Once they get into the league, you don't see that with everybody, but I think those two guys are, are two people to emulate. If you are a prospect that is rough around the edges or that doesn't necessarily have the coaching staff in college to, to really get you prepared for the pro game. I think those are two guys that you can lean on. They, they had upside, like we say, right. And if you guys want to get upside, we have a way for you to get that with our pals with the app from Upside. You can just go and download that from any of the app stores, get what you need. And if you use the promo code touchdown, you can save some money on the gasoline that you have to buy regardless. So you get 25 cents off of every gallon that you spend through this application and it tracks everything for you. So on your first tank, you even get an additional 25 cents and you can save yourself some money. It's interesting how well and how quickly it stacks up. A lot of people are saving a lot of money this way and you can pay yourself back through your bank account or PayPal or 
an e-gift card or whatever you like. So go try out Get Upside on any of the app stores. Use our code TOUCHDOWN, and you're going to save yourself some money. I hope you guys are into that. And likewise, I think we're going to get back into some prospects that I think are even more so outliers. I don't know how you treat outliers in your philosophy when you're doing your evals. Yeah, for, for me, I, I try and look at, uh, you know, does the outlying talent, does their, say their their 40-yard dash, their, their vertical, does that actually translate to the tape? You know, I mean, we, we, we've seen some of these players that, uh, you know, are the, the workout warriors, for example. Um, and, and then yet when you watch them on tape, they're not the same guy. And, and so that's, I can't wait to kind of break down some of these. Uh, so I, I'm not sure, uh, you know, when we start breaking down the, the Ole Miss-Alabama game, for example, that, that's going to be coming up this weekend, one of the players that I've been really excited about for a long, long time has been the, the Ole Miss edge rusher, Sam Williams. I mean, he's a guy that just, you know, he, he's 6'3", he's 250 pounds, and he's, uh, you know, going to run in the 4'4", four 4'5". Four I mean, he's an absolutely spectacular athlete, but we've only seen flashes. Well, now, this season, we're starting to really see it come together. He's got four sacks already uh, this year. Um, was one of the SEC's leaders, obviously going up against the Alabama team. That's going to be a, a huge matchup. But that, to me, is, is one of the interesting things. You're saying before, Ryan, there is as far as the outliers. I think that sometimes you see a player like a, going back to Tyler Lockett running the four threes. Uh, but at, at Kansas State, you, you didn't always see that turn into points. Right. And what you have seen with Russell Wilson in with in Seattle is that not only does he have the straight line speed, he's got a, just a different level of savviness to him. And so, as you said there, uh, you know, in terms of upside, in, in terms of just the work ethic, not everybody has that work ethic required to take full advantage of those elite skills. And so that to me is when you're looking for those outliers, how do you. Um, you know, if they flash during workouts, if they uh, if they flash in, in some cases, in the, the case of Dak Prescott, struggle during, say, a senior bowl workout, um, you know, how do you put that all together? And to me, it's it's a cliche, but you just go back to the tape. And, and that's the thing is that I will go back to the tape and I'll try and learn from my mistakes. And, and that's one of the reasons why I mentioned this article in the first place. And then again, when you have a player like uh, uh, that does struggle in a person, when, when you have this opportunity against all of the elite talent, like a senior bowl offers, then if they do struggle in that type of environment, that is a real red flag to me. Because again, I, I worry that maybe their offense or defense that they are playing in, if that was very tailored to their particular talents and if they aren't playing in a similar system with a coach that's tailoring to their game then are they going to be able to duplicate that success in the nfl because obviously the level of competition is just going to jump up that much more yeah tyler lockett man i remember him coming out and i was thinking he was going to be more of just like a return guy i mean he was definitely really good at kick returns and punt returns in college i thought he excelled with that i think he had like six or seven returns for touchdowns between punt and kickoff returns. Now, this next guy I wanted to kind of get into with you that you wrote about in this article. He's definitely not any type of return guy, and he's a little bit before my time when it comes to evaluations, but Andrew Whitworth. So what, what did you miss on him? I mean, he's a guy who's been playing for like three decades now. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing with, with Whitworth is I just didn't think that he'd have the, the speed to be able, you know, the, the foot quickness to be able to stay at the left tackle position. I mean, he played at LSU, big physical guy. You know, that's LSU even before they were, uh, you know, this current run we've seen the last few years of competing again back at the national championship kind of level even before that they still were known for producing high quality offensive and defensive linemen of course so i thought okay a big man like that you slide him inside a guard rock and roll he can be a good football player for you but to become an absolute cal ripkin-esque kind of just rock at the tackle position for as long as he has as long as he has excuse me almost regardless of scheme going again, you know, originally playing in Cincinnati and, and they would try to run the ball down your throat, you know, big, uh, you know, in, in the, the Cleveland and, and Cincinnati area, you know, the weather turns and all that kind of stuff. You, you were playing downhill football the way they did at LSU. And then to go to the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, and they're throwing the ball all over the place. And you see this man who is just absolutely massive at his age, still be able to hold up the way that he has Again, I, I had a mid-round grade on him, and, and that's ultimately where he wound up going in the well, in second round for the NFL. But I just – I'm amazed that he has played at this level for this long. And we talk about players like, say, Trent Williams of San Francisco, who's playing as, as good a football as just about anybody in, in the league right now, in my opinion. But he gets a lot of credit, I feel like. I don't know that Andrew Whitworth gets the credit that he deserves. I think you need to get a little bit more – credit for where you had him kind of being taken as a mid-round guy and he got drafted in their mid-rounds. And we kind of went over this a little bit uh, in the past episode with uh, Ryan and I going over the receiver class. You What you thought about him, the NFL thought the same thing. And I do think that you can have an evaluation of someone. That doesn't mean that he has to necessarily be exactly that or – it also could mean he is that, but just learns how to work around his deficiencies. And maybe that's something that Whitworth has done to, to have this long of an NFL career for himself. Well, I certainly appreciate that coming from you as an NFL guy yourself. I mean, that's uh, that, that makes me feel a little bit better about myself. And maybe I should have you be the editor for my article here. Um, <laughs> but because uh, I do appreciate that. No, I, I just, again, it, it, to me, it's a way of just kind of acknowledging some of the players that have helped me learn, helped me become a better scout. Um, because I, I do think in the case of, say, Prescott, uh, and kind of going back to one of the things Ryan says about how you deal with the outliers, I, I need to, to go back to the tape rather than just say that. I, I need to, um, you know, when, when, the, when I have that strong impression after seeing a player, and it's not just one practice, it's, of course, over the course of a week, but, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to work with Dane Brugler, who's since moved on from NFL Draft Scout, where we work together now is, of course, with The Athletic. I think Dane is about as good of an uh, a talent evaluator as there is in the as there is in the business, whether it be in the media or in the actual NFL uh, scouting. I remember telling da- uh, Dane that I thought Dak, and the word I used was poop. I was like, Dak's poop, man. I was like, this is not going to be the guy. And instead, and I'm calling myself out because – he obviously has proven to be the guy. And, you know, that was a long time ago, and Dak has made huge strides since, including yeah. being those, the Seahawks, as I mentioned, I cover. Uh, you know, it, but even when he beat Seattle early on, often it was with his legs. And now I see a, a quarterback who you can, can, you can take away the running game, and Dak Prescott will absolutely tear you apart with his mind and his arm. And I did not see that player previously. 
And so again, going back to to Eric's point, uh, and I again appreciate the uh, you know the the vote of confidence there, buddy. I um, it, to me what it what it suggests is again that you you can't you know it's a cliche, but you can't measure the the fight you know of a player you know you you can it's not about the size of the dog it's about the size of the fight in the dog kind of a thing and as a bulldog mississippi state bulldog dak prescott i mean i just didn't think that he had that in him um and and obviously he's proven me wrong and and tip of the cap to him um I, uh, rob real quick i want to give you the opportunity to kind of you know pat yourself on the back a little bit what's one guy that and i know you've been doing this for a long time so this might be difficult but one guy that maybe you were much higher than or much higher on than the rest of the NFL and those scouts, maybe he went lower than you expected. He should be going. What's one guy that kind of stands out where you were like, ah, I was right about that guy. Well, there's been a couple, part of the reason I've become, thank you. I, part of the reason why I've, um, you know, developed a little bit of a following in the Seattle area is because from the second that Russell Wilson and Lofa Tatupu were drafted, I thought they were going to be absolute superstars. And, and so I just very much pinned my evaluations on, look, these guys are going to be studs. And when they became studs, then uh, again, that gave me a lot of attention. But let me let me switch to a different team here. I, I had an opportunity a couple of years ago, guys. I went to the Washington State Pro Day. I'd never been to Pullman to see a workout um, and went to the Washington State workout. And it was a good one. It was the year that, um, oh, now I'm spacing on his name. Um, Gardner Minshew, I'm sorry. Gardner Minshew was, was having his workout. Um, the, 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 the tackle uh, was having his workout, uh, wound up going to the Philadelphia Eagles and spaced on his name as well. Dillard, Andre Dillard wound, yeah. wound up going to the Eagles. And I watched their workout and I was impressed. Uh, Minshew was the guy I thought that he was. Dillard was a great athlete, didn't think that he was a real tough guy. Not surprised that he's not had quite as much success in the NFL as maybe his talent suggests. But it was funny because while I was there, there was some buzz about a workout just a couple of miles away at the University of Idaho with this linebacker, Caden Ellis, that nobody seemed to be talking about. And so I thought, okay, what the heck? I've never been to the University of Idaho to see a workout either. I went to that workout, and Caden Ellis was absolutely fantastic. And I was, I mean, literally texting general managers like, I don't know if you've got a scout here, but you need to. This kid is going to make an NFL roster. And I, I mentioned that. He's kind of struggled with injuries and things the last couple of years, but I'll be damn the very first game this year I watched against the, I watched the Saints and Caden Ellis is starting for the Saints one of the better defenses in the NFL in my opinion and so that is one that you know he wound up being I, I believe undrafted free agent maybe a seventh round pick but I was 100% convinced because I saw him with my own eyes right there and was like this guy can play and not many people, you know, pay attention to Idaho Vandal football but but Caden right. Ellis would be one example of a player where I was like that guy's got the goods and and that he's going to be successful in the league and you know again the tip of the, not not a tip of the cap to me so much although thank you eric but a tip of the cap to Caden ellis and to the new orleans saints and their willingness to give the opportunity give him that opportunity and he has absolutely taken the ball and run with it since it's a good gm it's a it's a good organization that can take a piece like that and try to fit them into what they're already doing 
pick up on an aspect, whether it's athleticism or I always find those pro day workouts hard to, to really gauge against what else is going on or who else you have on your roster. So I, I give them kudos for that. Um, and we want to tell you about our friends that they also fit pieces into vehicles, yours, mine, or somebody else's, depending on who's doing the work. And you can find them over at rockauto.com. They uh, have everything that you could need for any vehicle that you have, including my truck that always seems to need something. Um, you can save 50 or even 100% over there by not having to go to a brick-and-mortar store and get your things online sent to you. It's super easy. They're a family business, and they've been doing this for over 20 years. Their prices are low for every customer, whether you're a professional or a home home guy that does it on your weekends like I do. Uh, all you got to do is go over there, explore their site, rockauto.com, build yourself a card of the parts that you need. And then when you check out, if you would write in locked in, locked on in the box, I'm going to get that right one of these days. It, it says, how do you hear about us? That lets them know that we sent you over there. And there's so much there. Sometimes it needs a little bit extra. Hey, we helped you get here. So make sure that you go check out rockauto.com for all of your needs. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car, truck, are ever going to need. So check out rockauto.com. And then you're probably hungry on the way back from that. So we have something else that can probably help you. And it'll help you make some money as well. We have built bars. We'll talk about them probably tomorrow if I know the schedule right. You also can go lay your bets down at betonline.ag for all your pro and college bets that you want to get in on the action. All you have to do is go check out their new site. It's a brand new interface. It's got odds, props, contests, the whole nine yards at betonline.ag. Your number one source for everything college and pro football. Uh, head to that website now. You can get 100% bonus on all the money that you put into your account. That's 100% on top of what you put down with the promo code NFL100 just for signing up and then you have football and all the other sports that you can find interesting props on um i would just stick to the football but you know i guess there are other sports that some people care about i'm just not one of them uh use our promo code locked on and that'll help you get there as well uh at betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts now that i've fumbled through the work um <laughs> i, I want to ask you um uh, not my best day but I, i'm excited like eric What's the number one game that you want to watch this weekend? Oh, man. I mean, you guys know where I live. I live in Hog Nation. So it's got to be the Arkansas against Georgia game. And um, hopefully I get to watch it with my buddy. He's a big-time Georgia fan. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting from a few different perspectives. And obviously we'll get uh, Rob's opinion on this as well. But is, is, is KJ Jefferson going to play? How healthy will he be? as well as uh, Traylon Burks, you know, how healthy will he be? And we have heard that Daniels is supposed to be playing, you know, and he's supposed to be starting or whatever. We'll see what happens with him. But it's it's intriguing because I think both of the quarterbacks, they've had some high moments and they've had some not so high moments, right? We saw JT Daniels play against Clemson, and that was ugly. But then he got back on track against, uh, gosh, what, what was that score that he got back? Uh, South Carolina. He got back on track in South Carolina, and it's almost like him and uh, 13, can't think of his name right now, but they're taking turns on who's going to start with Bennett, I think his name is. Uh, they're taking turns like, okay, you start this week, I start this week. I want to see if Daniels can kind of get in the rhythm, can he be consistent, and can he be the quarterback that people believe because this guy is draft eligible, and he was like one of the top quarterbacks in the nation coming out of high school. Yeah, he was. And of course, as a lot of our listeners already well know, I mean, he was with the USC Trojans. And, uh, you know, while 
while Georgia has had its you know track record of producing quarterbacks, and then USC's is 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 pretty impressive as well. So that's been one of the things I've been most intrigued by is the fact that um, that that he has had some success in, in both different you know in, in in two different teams and going against two different caliber of, of defenses in the Pac-12 and the SEC. So that that to me is is a fascinating matchup as well. Um, I am really intrigued by what I've seen from Arkansas. I mean, just the way that they uh, manhandled Texas A&M, and I thought that was going to be a very close game, and I thought that Texas A&M likely was going to win that game. But you know, Eric, you you said it. I mean that. Arkansas's running game really what has, has been something just been absolutely dominant. So I am really excited to see Arkansas's running game as well, certainly as the incredible Traylon Burks uh, go up against Georgia's defense because it is just so loaded with talent. Uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, it's getting a lot of buzz right now and, uh, and as well-deserved. But what, to me, one of the funny things about it is because the, the, the Bulldogs on defense are so absolutely loaded, then it might actually keep some of their players from getting the individual attention that they're going to receive once the NFL draft comes around. I think their leading tackler right now has like 19 tackles, you know, and, and that's through four games. So it's not going to get a bunch of buzz, uh, you know, from the the, the people who are – you know, voting for the Buckus Award, voting for the Thorpe Award, or, or whatever the case might be. But once we get to the NFL draft, then I think that the Georgians are going to have a lot of guys selected, and I, I can't wait to to see how that that game is going to turn out. But uh, and I'm, I'm curious, right? If you had any thoughts on this one as well, but to me, the other one we have to mention again is is, is Alabama and Ole Miss. I think we there's so many aspects of that game that's just fascinating. Not the least of which is is Lane Kiffin going up against Nick Saban all over again. Matt Corral, the quarterback. Uh, you know, I and I, I'll mention one other thing. We we talked before about like a guy like Caden Ellis, the linebacker from from Idaho, might be a surprise to people. Everybody's going to focus in on the quarterback Coral, uh, you know, and all of the talent Alabama. The offensive line at Ole Miss is, is better than I've seen in some time. And part of that is a graduate transfer from Utah, Orlando Umana. And, and the, he and the right guard, Ben Jones, to me, are a really interesting, big, bulldozing type of offensive line. And that's not what you usually see from Lane Kiffin. You usually see, of course, you know, high-octane passing and all that kind of stuff. But this is the offensive line for Mo Ole Miss that might actually be able to play with Alabama's defensive line. And Guys, I don't know that I've ever said that, you know, and, and so that to me is one of the things that's interesting about it is that it's I, I do think Alabama is the best team in the country. I don't, I don't think it's even close, but if you are going to play with Alabama, then you have to be able to match their size and physicality at the point of attack. And I think that Ole Miss has a better chance of doing that than they've had in a long, long time. And I really, I mean, but the story, oh, isn't it? well, Ole Miss did that a little bit last year with mm -hmm. against Alabama, right? Where I mean, in the run game, and I, I was thinking, okay, a Lane Kiffin team, they're going to come out, they're going to throw the ball around the yard and all that. And they came out and really ran the ball down Alabama's throat. Now, this was a team that I didn't think was ready for that moment then. And even then, it was a close game. I think they're even more ready for that moment now. I am, I am, I am intrigued not to just see the two California quarterbacks. And man, I've made a big deal out of this how California lets all these guys leave the state. But these two California quarterbacks and the Saban against Kiffin, like that whole dynamic of it, man, this is, that's a very intriguing game. 
I'm intrigued by all of it. And I want to go back to Georgia for a minute. I have to, I have to let everybody know. I do have family that are very, very close to that program. A lot of dogs in my, in my side of the family. So take it with a grain of salt, but I want to see Jordan Davis. There's very few players that get me like so excited because they're so unique. And when you take a look at what Georgia has out there, you're right. They are stacked, but I want to throw out a couple of names. Jordan Davis in particular, because the, the athleticism from a guy of that size, I think he, think they're listing him at 330 i don't think that's accurate i mean as yeah. we all know so i'm really excited for that and the matchup there with their corners i think is going to be interesting and i i know that croc's going to tell us about that especially Brini. he kind of made an impression on me earlier in the season i haven't seen him in the last week though so when it gets to old miss like for me it is about what that line will allow the quarterback to do but i, I don't think that there's enough oomph right now to tell me that that's going to allow the quarterback to really excel and and Corral, Coral, I always say that I'm trying to avoid his name and I just blew it. So that there we go. Um, the interesting point to me is if they get into where they're moving the ball well and they get into that slugfest, the guy that stood out last week on the Alabama side, Williams, with both the kick returns and that long reception, like it, it feels like he's priming to go off. And I, I wonder if he's not somebody that can get loose behind that secondary as well. Well, that, one of the things I was going to say is, regardless of how you pronounce the quarterback's name, is that because that, that's one of the reasons I mentioned Umana the, the center is because I if, if you are going to be listening to Locked On NFL Draft on Thursdays when I'm going to be coming on, then I promise you I'm going to butcher a lot of names, guys, and that, that's that's just going to be the nature of the beast for me because I, to be honest with you, and this is not any slight to any of the announcers out there, actually maybe it is a little bit, but I put them on mute. I'm trying to watch tape not you know and, and so i have to kind of wait until the end of the year before i actually get the, some of the all 22 tape otherwise i'm just like anybody else you know watching the games on espn or fox or cbs or whatever the case might be and you know they, they start talking about this or that and i just want to watch the game and i'm one of those that has to that's why i have to wear the headphones i get distracted easily you know <laughs> and so i uh so again if, if i ever mispronounce anybody's name i certainly apologize but i'm i'm watching the game not the name we'll worry about that other stuff later i think that's going to wrap it up for us today as we get ready we'll be back with you tomorrow and take a look at one other game that's got to be on our our roster you're going to hear from rob every week here on thursdays and i think you guys are going to get into that we certainly are we're going to have a lot of topics to discuss and i hope you guys enjoy these games rob this was great folks we thank you for your time today make sure you like and sub over on the youtube channel leave us an itunes review how do you like the new format how do you like us you know hanging out here for half an hour trying to cut things down and give you our opinions. We appreciate your time and effort, and we'll definitely be back with you tomorrow. Have a good one, and we'll talk to you then. Peace.